All right, this is our February podcast, and it is a pretty good week, wouldn't you say? It's been a good week. It's been yeah, a good week. Right. Yeah. So this is... Uh, it has been a cold week, but a good week. Well, yeah, and, and if you... <laughs> what I love is or JD's missing from this, but have you seen the video of him throwing the water? He's in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, he negative. should look to leave Wisconsin. <laughs> He's probably looking to leave soon, but uh, this is North Central Infused. This is for February. I am Justin Jaggers, your media specialist. I am joined by CEO and General Manager Kevin Doddridge and our Director of Marketing and Business Development, Michael Bellapani. Thanks. All right, so big news. If you guys have been following us on Facebook, you have no doubt seen the uh, bill that was just signed. It's... It's yep. official. We're allowed. Nine fifteen yesterday is what the governor put on the bill. So we're we're with. I mean, right now it's Thursday, January thirty first at nine oh nine a.m. So we're not even twenty four hours into this yet. legal. <laughs> the the bill became law at nine sixteen. Nine sixteen. Okay. So the Mississippi uh, Rural Broadband Act is that correct? Uh, Broadband Enabling Enabling Act. Act. Sorry, but the goal is rural. Yes, uh, Mississippi Broadband Enabling Act. This is going to allow cooperatives to look into creating affiliates and offering uh, high-speed internet services for their members. Um, and of course, it, we've seen the comments um, on Facebook. And they never. I always, always say, "Don't read the comments," but we do. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's you know people are uh, in our areas in the the Bahalia area and uh, some areas in Olive Branch are wanting higher speed. There's a Office. growing demand, yeah. and, and we're starting to see that. And um, going into this bill, that's kind of why, I guess, the genesis of, of where we are is that uh, there there was a, a number of our membership that uh, we heard were underserved, and uh, here we are. Mm-hmm. So. If you if you look at the um, map put out by the United States Department of Agriculture, you would be shocked at how underserved our area is. Um, it's you would think in a place that's growing as rapidly as DeSoto County that, that you would have uh, higher connect rates, but but they're not there. A lot of DSLs out there. So, and then when you get to the more rural areas, they, there are some places that just are not served at all. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, they're having to still use the old dial-up modem with satellite that. internet is big. Yeah, which, you know, it's just it, it's it's largely inadequate to operate the modern home. Okay. Well, we are going to uh, spend the majority of this podcast talking about the uh, the Broadband Act and what's what's going to be changing around here and what's going to be offered to people. So, uh, normally we start with Kevin, but I think we want to start with uh, community events and talk about that and kind of. Uh, yeah, just real yeah. quick, uh, month to month, we try and uh, update you on the community events that are going on, and then we'll dive into the to the meat of this, which mm-hmm. are, are are the questions. But uh, just to go through the calendar. Um, uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, uh, breakfast is, is next Thursday, uh, February 7th at 6.30 at the Landers Center. Uh, we uh, are uh, glad to support the FCA. It's a great organization. Uh, to buy tickets to that event, go to northcentralmsfca.org, uh, and you'll have an opportunity to, to fellowship and have breakfast and, and hear from the new Memphis uh, Express coach Mike Singletary, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Um, Has everybody forgotten, though, he was like an all-pro Hall of Famer with the Bears? Oh, <laughs> tremendous player. Right. 
But uh, yeah, it's, scary guy. He is a scary guy. <laughs> uh, but hopefully he'll uh, he'll be coaching this team up and, and a new uh, 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 football team for our area. Um, on uh, Tuesday, February twelfth, uh, in the North Central Auditorium, we'll be holding our winter lifeblood drive. So uh, come on by and uh, give the gift of life. And to pre-register for that, you can go to clublifeblood.us. Uh, or we'll accept walk-ins, and that's going to be from 11 to 3 uh, on February 12th. And the Olive Branch Chamber's annual celebration, this is their award celebration, uh, will be on Fat Tuesday, March 5th at Sweet Peas. Uh, it is a Mardi Gras theme. Uh, if you want to buy tickets for that, you can um, contact the Chamber office at 895-2600 or olivebranchms.com. There you go. Another great event going on that night. The Lewisburg High School Interact Club is putting on their Empty Bowl Project where they oh, wow. they fire up these bowls and, and make their own bowls, and then they bring in um, chefs and restaurants from all over the area to bring soup in. Mm-hmm. So when you buy your tickets, you get a bowl to take home with you, and you get to sample all this soup. And the funds that they raise for this go to the food pantry. So. And that's, yeah, and that's that's a very big thing, especially with temperatures dipping these days. Great thing uh, the, the internet these, clubs doing down there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and one more thing I want to mention: we we announced this. Uh, we put out our intro video on Monday. Musicians for Labonner North Central is going to be sponsoring that. That's going to be happening. Uh, the CD is going to come out in the fall. But, and if uh, I could eliminate any confusion, I'm not a musician. <laughs> you are involved. I, I've had that front. question asked of me several times. So, <laughs> you you sing in the shower, right? I mean. Not that we have like footage of that. in the truck. In the truck, okay. <laughs> um, but we uh, the the new website is musiciansforlebonner.com. If you are a local business, if you are a local artist, and you want to help out, uh, it's info at musiciansforlebonner.com. We'll be glad to get you all the information you need. And uh, we've gotten several commitments, and we've uh, we're starting to run out of spots now. I, yeah. I didn't think that we'd be having having that in January, but apparently a lot of people like to help out with that. So. Um, Again, musiciansforlebonner.com. And so now we're going to talk for the rest of this podcast about <laughs> broadband. So uh, we've had, we've, we've asked people, uh, we've asked our members, we've asked people on Facebook to give us some, uh, some questions that they might have about it. And we wanted to address that in this podcast. So we'll uh, start it right off here. Um, <clears throat> uh, will North Central Electric Power Association be getting into the broadband business? And if so, how? That is a great question. <laughs> if I could, I'd like to roll back about two weeks, and it'll, okay. it'll involve answering that question. Uh, when we sent this bill um, to the Speaker of the House, we had a lofty goal of trying to get it passed in about three weeks, and then, but we really thought that was probably somewhat unrealistic. But it did. It flew through the House, only uh, three dissenting votes, and flew through the Senate. Now, I've got to admit the bill that we sent um, – was rewritten. There were some things put in there and there were some amendments that were added that, as I like to tell people, they are things that we can live with. Uh, we don't think they're going to hinder us too much in trying to establish the, uh, the broadband business. Uh, but very thankful to all of the representatives and senators that are in the North Central area and those throughout the state that are friends of ours, friends of electric cooperatives and, and supporting this and getting it pushed through. Uh, it went through very quickly. Um, as I joke with our government relations team, they discovered Bigfoot. They did something that most people did not think could be done, and great effort on their part. Uh, the question is, will North Central be getting into the broadband business? How? That kind of starts with the what are we doing right now? 
And as I've alluded to before, we're working on that 80-mile fiber figure eight, uh, backbone of our system connecting our substations. We've made some slight changes to the design, and the changes will be such to where it adds a couple of miles, but it gets us out on a road front, gets us to where we can maintain it a little bit better, uh, gets us off some other assets that we may be able to sell in the, in the long term uh, that we may not be using. What we're doing, the next step is going to be to determine exactly what the business will look like. What will the business model be? And if you don't mind, I'm going to refer to some notes. I refer to notes, I have to use glasses. <laughs> but uh, um, if, if anybody says, well, why are you waiting until the, the law is passed to start working on your business model? And when I say business model, I'm talking about, will North Central have to amend our articles of incorporation? We'll have to consult with an attorney on the best type of business model, a not-for-profit, an LLC. Uh, there's going to be tax consequences. There's going to be utility consequences. If we get into a certain line of business, uh, will the commission have certain jurisdiction over us as far as some of the telecom stuff? A lot of unanswered questions, and we're going to be working on that. Why didn't we answer these questions earlier? Uh, we could projecting out spend anywhere from a hundred to $135,000 in consulting fees. It would be difficult for me to ask our board to do that unless we knew that we could get in the business. Mm -hmm. So we want to be prudent with that money. And in an overall scheme of things, when we're talking about a potential $75 million project, I know that may not be a lot of money, but we, we're, gonna, we're gonna approach it like that though. Uh, everything's important. So those are questions that we're going to have to start answering. Um, that's going to take some time. Uh, as, as we start to look at the business model, then we're going to have governance issues. We're going to have regulatory issues. We're working with TVA on ele the electric co-op's use of funds. Uh, what type of loans can we make to the affiliate? Where does the affiliate get startup money? Uh, we're going to look into applying for the USDA ReConnect grants. Um, whether we qualify for any of them, I do not know. Uh, $600 million was approved out of the Farm Bill. It'll be allocated in $200 million blocks nationwide. First group will be grants. The second group will be a mixture of grants and loans. The third pool is going to be loans only. Uh, we're looking at some hard deadlines to get information in where we have to show what areas are underserved? What area can we call the most rural and apply for a grant to serve it? Does it meet all the requirements? Do the people in that area want broadband service? Are there schools? Are there fire stations? Are there doctor's offices, hospitals, pharmacies in there? A lot of work to be done. If there's one thing that may come out of this government shutdown that helps us is these, these deadlines may be pushed back uh, about 30 days. And I'm certain, if not myself, Michael, or people from the uh, statewide staff will be in conversation with Senator Wicker, who now chairs uh, Commerce, um, and then see kind of how that's going to fall with the, um, with the FCC and then the USDA. Um, so that's really where we are right now is getting everything going. Do we plan to get in the broadband business? We've got a study that we've just, uh, we had a, um, I think I've alluded to it before, about a 50,000-foot study done before that told us it was feasible, made sense to look into it deeper. We're looking into it deeper. This next study, which I hope to be complete in the next six weeks to two months, should give us a lot better idea on how we deploy the fiber, how we finance the deployment, how fast we deploy it, what our anticipated take rate will be, what our anticipated 
uh, delivery connect rate can be. It'll answer a lot of those questions. So we, we're working on things right now. We're setting up the affiliate. We'll have to name the affiliate and all the fun stuff that comes with that governance, logos, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a true set-aside affiliate, a subsidiary? A lot, lot of questions there. Uh, we'll be dealing with probably uh, three attorneys and a pretty sharp accountant uh, working on a lot of that stuff. Also with a PR-type firm to work on the logo and how to promote the business. A lot of stuff's going to be taking place, I would say, between now and mid-April. And I hope by the end of April we can at least be able to say, yes, North Central will start an affiliate. It will be named this. And rollout dates for fiber will, will start to take shape. Mm. And, that's, <clears throat> and that's something that you, you, you've talked about before as well as rolling this out. This isn't going to be available to everyone day one. We're going to have to build up this infrastructure, and it's going to have to reach certain stages. Like I tell people, it took, it took over 65 years to build out the electric system. Um, there are some cooperatives that are incredibly aggressive in installing fiber, and they'll say that demand for the service uh, dictates that. They've got to stay in front of the demand. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it would make sense that if we questioned or polled our membership and even the areas outside our service areas, uh, if they would want our product, as soon as we can define what that product's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, it would it would be a very it would reflect poorly on us and hurt their confidence in us if we had a waiting list of literally thousands of people. Yeah. The concern is if you get into a situation to where you're um, spending thirty million dollars on fiber a year, I think we can all say that is a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. The more aggressively you roll it out the riskier the venture is. North Central's goal all along has been to not put our member, the ratepayer, at risk for this affiliate. The state statute is going to also address that. And our uh, regulator, TVA, through the use of funds, they're going to have some eyesight on that as well. So how fast we roll it out, it's going to be like I've heard people talk about equity studies and all things. If somebody says, what are your determining factors? I'm going to say it all depends. All depends on our take rate. All depends on the flow of funds. All depends on the revenue coming in. But uh, we all know what the goal is. And I hope that our board at some point will pass a resolution that we, we have the intent to try to office, offer a high-speed Internet product to all of our membership. All right. So the next question we have is how far along, and you, you've kind of answered this, how far along is in the planning and execution of this process? How, long, how far along are we? Sorry. In the planning, I would say we're probably about halfway through. And the execution, I, I, I truly believe, and after having talked to consultants, that when we get into the initial execution of the plan, we'll probably get about 90 days into it or six months and then adjust the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have to, as they say, call an audible at some point. We'll have to be flexible and do that. Uh, but like I said, as far as establishing the affiliate and everything, we hope to have some hard answers uh, early April. Well, the, the, the fortunate thing for North Central and what's positioned us better uh, in this process is that we're well into the fiber backbone construction and uh, having that backbone uh, between all of our substations. So if you think of deployment of Internet services or fiber services, we basically have the inter- interstate built. 
and then from that point we would have to construct the highways and the streets uh, to, to deploy that but we're well into that process uh, and we'll be at a, um, a milestone point in April with that and uh, completely finished with that in July okay um, that, that answers the next question so um, good job yeah it was, that was really good he, he I think he had a, a pre-answer yeah really <laughs> yeah cheat sheet um, what area does North Central uh, plan on offering these services to first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for our member, they look at roads and communities. Mm -hmm. Our decision will be based on proximity of fiber. So I think there's always an assumption that we're going to hit the more dense areas quickly. If we have fiber in front of a new development, yes, we would love to serve it right out of the gate. But we have to remember we're going to have fiber going down Wingo Road, coming down Casey Road, coming back up through Stonewall. Um, there is no reason to believe that there's not some pretty rural areas that we will we'll be able to connect them pretty quick based on this interstate that Michael just alluded to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not. And, and kind of to address that is, you're not going to see a huge deployment in an urban area, and then the rural areas just sitting there waiting. Mm -hmm. We'll probably do it concurrently. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily mean if you're in the city of or uh, city of Olive Branch that you'll be getting it first, but it's just how far how far away are you from the actual fiber that is in place right now? Okay. So I envision a lot of people running out to their end of the road looking to see if they see fiber <laughs> up there. Yeah. And that map will probably be something that we will will roll out at some point to show that backbone and, and give folks an idea of, of how far they are away. Um, and this question actually comes from uh, one of our members that uh, left this on Facebook for us, Evelyn Jones. Will this include Marshall County rural areas? Miss Jones taught me typing in high school. <laughs> so you'll, you'll understand I'm very reluctant to address her as Evelyn. Because she has dirt on you? <laughs> <laughs> That goes both ways. Okay. A very good typing teacher and a great lady. And yes, the plan will be to serve Marshall County. Our service area is in Marshall County, so it would go without saying that we uh, we want to serve our our service area in Marshall County. There are no restrictions, though. Uh, if, if this turns out to be a very successful venture, we're going to run it as a not-for-profit. If revenues come in, uh, that 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 are a little bit more than we expected, which in, in a lot of areas that happens. My hope would be is that we just continue to deploy fiber. We won't be a money-making entity. The more money that comes in, the more fiber we can deploy and run it out to uh, rural areas, and that's not going to be limited to just our service area. Okay. Um, what Internet speeds will North Central provide? Yes. It's really, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say right now. I think by definition, you know, you're underserved if you have a speed uh, less than a 10 download. Mm -hmm. um, 10 megabits per second. Right. Yeah. And I don't have that right now in Soto County. Um, I think initially we're going to probably see the feasibility of a 25 megabits per second download, but with we, we would like to surpass that, mm -hmm. potentially 100. Uh, and there may be areas where we can offer even more. We, we realize that we can't come in with the same product. Uh, we've got to have something that's better. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's our promise to the area, is that we're going to provide them with a product that people in the urban areas already get. And I could make a good case that people in the urban areas still aren't getting 
the uh, 10 megabit download. No. But we, yeah, we want to provide a great service. So our intent is not to roll something out there just for the sake of rolling it out. And unless from an operational standpoint it's just impossible, which I don't think it will be, I want someone um, down in Shulahoma or Mariana to have access to the same connect rate as someone on Goodman Road and Olive Branch. I want to be able to offer uh, a, a, the same service to everyone. Okay. Um, if I were to, okay, this is coming from a member. If I were to switch to North Central Internet, will you have the bandwidth to handle the entire service area and still maintain advertised service speeds? That'll be the intent. A lot of that'll come out of studies, though. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what you need, some people need to realize is with all of them, you're not always reaching the advertised speeds. Right. And, and that's just, it's, it's the supply and demand, it's proximity. It's, there's a, a million factors that, that help, help or hinder your internet speeds. We think we'll be in a better position to do it if we have fiber to the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at least we won't be trying to work through multiple fixed wireless networks or using copper. Okay. Uh, do we know how, mu- how much the service will be per month? Will the cost be fixed? or will customers be charged by usage? Any model that we've looked at right now has a fixed cost. Exactly what it will be, we can't determine that right now until we know what the cost of the build-out is. And when we talk about the cost of build-out, I want everybody to realize that it's more than just what fiber costs per foot and what the labor is. Uh, They're what we call make-ready costs that we incur. Um, From a complete, from a safety and operational standpoint, there has to be enough room on that pole that we own right now to accommodate our fiber attachment. If there isn't, then we may have to change the pole out. Uh, we may discover that a pole has just deteriorated through the years that we want to attach to. So there are certain, as we call, make-ready costs that go into this as well. That, it, as you get into it, uh, you determine what that is, but that's kind of an unknown that's hanging out there right now. Another thing that does concern me, and I'm kind of glad that we're getting ahead of the curve, as there is an increased demand for fiber cable, I think we know if we remember supply and demand, there's a good chance that cost that cable could rise. Uh, as there's increased demand for installers, and I'm not just talking about the people who attach it to the pole, the people who run it from the pole to your home, mm-hmm. install the modem. If there is a greater demand for installers, then their price will go up, uh, which I'm happy for the installers, I'm happy for the people that, that supply the cable, and I think it's a good economic upturn but it's hard to forecast exactly what the cost of that will be. Now on this first run, uh, we, we bought all the fiber in advance, so we had a fixed cost there and we locked in some contracts on the installers. Looking out, you know, there's a little bit of an unknown there. Okay. Um, all right, so these next two are the most popular questions we've had. Uh, do you have to take internet service for, from North Central if you receive electric service from North Central? Absolutely not. That is in the act. If we even implied that, it would be against the law. So yeah, that's it, you still have your options open. And Absolutely. This, and one of the things we you know we, we talk about economy here is is if we get into this, the, it creates competition, and so that's mm-hmm. beneficial to the member that's in our service area. So you you while you're paying for electric service from North Central, you do not have to receive 
internet service from North Central. Yeah, and that's the ultimate goal in all this is to, no matter who does it, to bring connectivity to these rural areas. Mm-hmm. And it's our goal, it's our hope that they would want to take service from us because they trust North Central, they mm-hmm. uh, trust the brand and the loyalty that they've had to us, and hopefully we'll provide a greater level of service. So Yeah, and but at the same time, we are going to be open and honest with Absolutely. all of our members as a cooperative principle that we share that information and we keep people, our members educated and, and that we, we want to, you know, that was one of the big oppositions that we saw when we were watching the, the feeds was these, you know, these people say, you got to report to members. Well, we do that mm-hmm. and we're going to continue to report to members. Now, if we get into this broadband, we will report more. So. Absolutely. There, there will be increased transparency and in a lot of things that were asked in the amendments that were put in that act are things that we already do, but it, we still need to revisit them and make sure that we're doing them timely, uh, seeing if, if we're providing information that the member wants with, without him having to ask for it, actually. Okay. Um, all right, another popular question. Is this going to affect the cost of my utility bill? No. Bill? No. TVA is our regulator. We'll look very closely at the, at the use of funds, so, so that way you got a third set of eyes on it. But we're going to do that as well. And that, no. that was in the bill as well. That um, We could not subsidize the entity. That's correct. Yeah, it, we... We cannot take money from the utility for the internet, but we, me and Michael were talking about this earlier, we can uh, utilize some of the money from internet to improve the utility service, correct? Yes, we could do that. Whether we do that or not, I don't know. But there, there are areas where the, the internet side of the business um, has been so successful and it operates as a not-for-profit mm-hmm. and its sole owner is the electric cooperative that it did pay capital back to the cooperative. Like I said, my hope would be that we just continue to put it back into uh, mm-hmm. capital and assets mm-hmm. and fiber and poles and continue to run fiber. But there is a possibility that if it were a very successful venture, it could eventually go back to the electric cooperative. Not a goal, but it's a, okay. it is an avenue. Um, all right, so can a member's electric service be disconnected if they don't pay their internet bill? No. Can the internet service be disconnected if I don't pay the electric bill? No. Two completely separate entities. Now, we will toy with the idea of billing people on the same statement Mm -hmm. for convenience sake, but the money will go in two completely different directions. Yeah, and that's and, and some people on fixed incomes, they, they would have that kind of question. Sometimes you can't right. pay the Internet bill, but you have to have electricity. Right. So we're not going to discontinue services for both if you don't pay both. That is correct. It's just if you, you know, it, there's disconnection if you didn't pay that specific bill. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, can Internet services and electric services be bundled onto the same bill? You kind of just addressed that. So Possibly, yes. Possibly, okay. Uh, will TV and phone services be offered? We don't know. Our, our initial look would be to get the uh, to get the infrastructure to the home, provide internet service. Uh, we've got some consumers uh, and members that are concerned that if they were to take our internet product, unbundle their other product, that they may not be able to afford the TV. Um, there are cooperatives that have done it both different ways. This will come out of our um, out of our study. Um, how we best do that and there's opportunity to where we not may not provide it but we broker a deal with sling tv or something like that i think they did that outside of jonesboro arkansas so um, there's the potential but coming out of the gate uh, we're just trying to get the infrastructure up and getting the entity going but there is that possibility okay 
Um, and you've kind of addressed this question as well, but <clears throat> it is it's listed on here. Um, will the t- telecommunications affiliate be a for-profit company? No. And unless there is some tax advantage. In, in, in Arkansas, there was a tax advantage to them establish a cooperative that was taxable. And it, it's based solely on Arkansas law. If you look at our laws, we don't see where that was a necessarily good idea. But the intent will be to run it as a not-for-profit because if the electric co-op is the only owner of the telecom affiliate, then we're the only people that could take advantage of any profits coming from it. And like I said, I hope the intent will be to take any excess revenue over expenses, put it right back into the system. Okay, that answers the next question. So, um, will new jobs be created uh, across the state or for and or for North Central? There'll be a small amount of new jobs created for the telecom affiliate. Uh, some of them could be temporary. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when the cable system came to Olive Branch, and a lot of contractors came in and guide poles, you know, put extra guys on them, strung the cable, did the install work. Uh, at a certain time, you didn't need it quite as many. Uh, but there will be a certain number of employees that will work for the affiliate. Not a tremendous amount, but a certain number of employees. I think the biggest job creation you will see, if this takes off across the state, will be the, uh, the companies that install the fiber and uh, network engineers, things such as that. People that may not work directly for the telecom affiliate or the electric cooperative, but contractors that do the install work. I have heard numbers in northern Arkansas as many as 300 people being on a job to try to build out Mm -hmm. the fiber and install the service. That's a frightening number for me as as we've rarely had to manage more than 120, 130 people at a time here. But um, yeah, there will be jobs created. I I think this is a great opportunity for workforce development centers, whether it's the community college system, to look at this because Running fiber isn't the same as uh, running a high-voltage electric line. Uh, it, it's a different skill set, but you're still on a pole. You're still making install of fiber a very pricey asset. Um, if I'm a young person right now, I have an interest in doing that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> will North Central need a new facility to house the telecommunications affiliate? Uh, from the outset, no. There, there really won't be the need for that. We've got enough excess space in this office to accommodate the affiliate. And just so people know, and I keep talking about a separate entity, when we establish an affiliate, and if they're working out of the North Central office, they're gonna have to pay us rent. Uh, we can't subsidize it with, with a free room or a free suite of offices. So uh, I, I really think that we can start off in this office and, and probably operate out of this office for quite some time. Okay. Um, do I need to contact North Central's Board of Directors and management to voice my support? At the moment, you really don't. Uh, we, it, it, we've heard overwhelming support from our membership, so we've got the bill in place. We are moving forward with the business. We, have, we, we really don't have any pushback on, on not doing it. Uh, where we may need rural member support might be uh, if we get ready to apply for grants and we'll reach out to these areas once we define them. But we might need letters from certain uh, certain groups of our membership saying they would love to have high speed, not committing to us, but just saying, yeah, I, I don't have this type of service at my home. I'd like to have it. We could use that in a grant application. Okay. Um, how will we communicate the progress of this project? I'm doing it right now. 
Yeah. Yep. This, this right is right one now. avenue. Yeah. <laughs> this, I, I really do want to emphasize the, um, you know, the, the email address that you give out so we can get questions like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly how we're going to do it, I don't know. I'll probably throw that back on y'all a little bit. Uh, it would not surprise me if we don't wind up with a Facebook page or a Twitter account that just says North Central Broadband. I don't want to say now, soon. <laughs> and you, you can put comments on there because, like you said, we do read the comments. Uh, potentially a, a paper flyer that, that answers some very common questions that we could uh have read in our office, and I don't know. It may, you know, through uh, through today in Mississippi, our monthly mm-hmm. publication, mm-hmm. we can we can do that as well. When we've got a pretty good idea what our deployment's going to look like, we'll build it out in phases. We can put some of that information on our website as well, or the affiliates website. I have to comment though and say we can't get into incredible details on that. This is a competitive industry. Um, I'm not completely familiar with the application process. Um, that's why we're working with some consultants. But um, you don't want to disclose an in-depth business plan to your competition. Mm-mm. Competition can come in and without even serving an area, uh, put forth a notice of intent to do it, which can kind of lock it up for several years. Um, so we want to avoid that. We want to be transparent. I want our members to know what this will cost, how we plan to pay for it, uh, remind them that it's not going to affect their electric rates, give them some idea as to when we can deploy it to their homes. And uh, any website we do this on will need to be interactive to a certain amount. And mm-hmm. we got people saying, um, I'll sign up for internet service this location. If we get enough people, then the, then the phases may change a little bit as we try to um, provide service to those who want the most. We, the goal is, though, to be as transparent as possible, mm-hmm. uh, answer as many questions as possible, continue with the podcast, continue with information in today, um, literature here, and probably doing maybe not a mailer, but putting constant information in our Today paper, which I hope our membership gets. Uh, if for some reason they don't, they may want to call the office and inquire and see if they've been left off the mailing list for some reason. Yeah, and, and that's so. <laughs> the entire communica- communications department's in this room, so this is this is how you can find out about it. <laughs> we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're uh, NorthCentralEPA.com. We've got this podcast. Click subscribe. Uh, we're on iTunes, Podbean. Working on uh, getting that out to more channels. Um, so, uh, if you're having a problem with your internet, well, you can read it in the Today paper, <laughs> and uh, hopefully, we can get service to you so you can take advantage yeah. of those other avenues. Yeah, and we'll look at adding a, a page on North Central's website, uh, just kind of a frequently asked questions. And, you know, from this point forward, I'm going to say that we'll dedicate a segment of this podcast uh, to a broadband update, to mm-hmm. an update on the project. So, And y'all can continue. Uh, the questions are great. So continue to bring those in at podcast at northcentralepa.com, and we'll address those uh, in each episode. Uh, and, you know, of course, the good old-fashioned way is just to call us, uh, but we'll try and provide updates as frequently as possible uh, through those avenues. Yep, that's uh, 1-800-895-3925. Um, I believe I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple numbers. But, um, yeah, so give us a call. Ask us any questions. Um, if you do call up our offices and you want to talk to uh, communications department, ask for Justin Jaggers or Michael Bellapani. We'll be glad to try and 
uh, get you the answers that you're looking for and get you that information and offer it to other people that might not have thought to ask that question mm-hmm. yet. So we're very excited. This is uh, January has been a good month for us so far. We're going to be able to continue looking into this and, and planning and and it's going to take a few months, but we're one step closer to offering higher speed internet to our uh, to our members, and that's huge. We got the first thing we wanted, permission. Mm-hmm. Now, we got that from the state legislature. Now we look at our membership and say, patience. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you, guys. If you have any questions or any suggestions you'd like to make this podcast, it's podcast at northcentralepa.com. Email us. We will address it. So we want to thank everybody that's asked questions and and um, you know, giving us our support. Uh, we wanted to kind of specifically mention um, supporters of this bill. Senators David Parker, Chris Massey, Kevin Blackwell, Neil Whaley, Representatives Bill Kincaid, John Faulkner, Robert Foster, Dan Eubanks, Steve Hopkins, Hopkins, sorry, Jeff Hale, and Steve Massey. Very Those are the guys in our service area. Thank them a whole bunch. They have a mm-hmm. lot of questions. They got a lot of questions from their constituents but also everybody else throughout the state. Thank you for all the work you've done. Absolutely. All right, anything else we got? I'm good. All right. We, we got to s- get to work on a broadband. Yeah, we got to start, start doing some research. All right, North Central Infuse. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to click subscribe.